0: Theological pipe. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. I'm your huckleberry. Hey, just a, a quick tip uh, for people on either side. Um, uh, fascism is bad. Uh, So if you're against fascism, but you use fascism to fight fascism, you're a fascist. And and that's on both sides. It it blows my mind. It blows my mind uh, to see people saying, you know, this side is fascist or this side is fascist. So what we need to do is uh, put those fascists in re-education camps and we need to silence their speech and we need to not let them have jobs and, and everything that they they accuse one side, the other side of doing, they're thinking that the answer is to do what they're, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. And these, these aren't stupid people. This is social media stuff that you see, and you see it on, on Facebook and on Twitter. And you see this from, from lawyers, from educators, from, from supposed smart people. And I've talked about supposed smart people before, but there are people that are, are like, it it just, it's mind boggling. Again, I don't want to pick sides because both sides do it. Um, But you see it now as, uh, you know, the 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 legal counsel for PBS I'll just use him as an example uh, from the left the legal counsel for PBS was on tape saying uh, what we need to do is get rid of the Trump supporters grab their kids and put them in re-education camps and I'm paraphrasing but it was something like that and it, it, it that's the stuff that he says out loud to somebody can you imagine what his thoughts might be that he keeps inside and, I, and I've seen it on other uh you know friends Facebook posts again from bo- on both sides of the aisle and it, it, it's really kind of just sick and and hip, hypocritical. We're, you know, your hypocrisy is showing. Okay, we're all hypocrites. Um, we need to admit that. But if again, if if you think the answer to fighting fascism is fascism, you're a fascist, and you're no better than the people you're trying to to. to um, complain against or fight against. It's ridiculous. Um, and that's not what I wanted to talk about. It's just something that happened just as I was getting ready to do this. I want to do something really, really quick. Um, something that has always, um, I don't want to say concern me, but something I've always noticed, um, as we move into election seasons, uh, and, and I'm talking here to, to believers, to, to Christians, but it could be, it could be applicable, uh, applicable to, to any issue, that people think are important, whether you're a believer or not. And I'm just going to use Christians as an example. Every four years, Christians, it seems, or every two years, if you're going to use the election cycle, Christians become really vocal about the issues that they're passionate about, and and they have a right to be passionate about them. And as believers, uh, I think what we need to do is look at God's word, see what he wants us to do, and then go out and live those things and go out and vote those things. Um, but it seems like at least from my perspective, what I see on Facebook, what I see on Twitter, what I see on social media, what I see on, uh, on media in general, what I hear from Christians when it comes to listening to podcasts and listening to sermons online, um, every four years, you know, uh, child, trafficking, abortion, um, sins the sins that we commit, moral decline, all those things, all of a sudden, they become, man, front and center of everything that we're about. And then after the election's over, you just kind of don't hear, I'm not saying everybody, but most people just kind of fade away from it. Like, ah, we don't care. We, we set our peace and now we're going to be quiet until it becomes important again. And, you know, where's the passion 24-7, 365. It doesn't make a difference if it's an election year or not. As Christians, we should always be about God. We should always be about his word. We should always be about the issues that are important to him when the president's being elected. It doesn't make a difference if it's an election year or an off election year. We should be passionate about those things. We should be fighting for those things. Uh, and as believers, we should do it. And 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 who cares if, if, if it's an election year or not? Um, and it's just something I've noticed. I think that we need to stop putting our hope in an election, putting our hope in a political party or, uh, you know, some process or something like that, or hope is in God. And if it is, and if we're believers, and if we truly believe it doesn't make a difference, what day or year it is, we're going to be passionate about those things. And we're going to do it in the way Jesus has told us to do it, with love and with grace and with mercy and pointing the, pointing the light to Jesus, saying he's the answer. Uh, he's the one that has the final say. And, and I, I was kind of thinking of this, I didn't know really how to um, to word it, but it was something where it, it seems like people spend more time complaining about what they are not going to be able to do because of the big government, because of 1984, because of uh, you know social media censorship, because of the ban, because of everything that's been happening, there's more people complaining about what they're not going to be able to do or say than actually doing the things that they're complaining that they're going to take away. Let me let me say that again. I think I hope I could say it better. So we spend more time complaining about what we're not going to be able to do than doing the things that we are afraid that they're going to take away from us. I hope that makes sense. We we spend more time complaining about it than doing it. That'd be like, hey, you know what? They're going to not let me play basketball. They're not going to let me play basketball. They're not gonna let me play basketball. And and the whole time there's a hoop right outside my house and a ball sitting right at my doorstep. All I have to do is go pick it up and go play. But instead I wanna come and complain about them not allowing me to play. I, I know that's a horrible example, but you understand the point, I think, is we spend so much time complaining about the things that they that we're gonna take away that we're not doing what we're complaining about and, and and from the theological perspective the christian perspective i see more christians right now complaining about you know the new world order about losing rights about religious freedom and again those are important um uh issues and we fight for them tooth and nail and we don't give them up because that's what part of being an American is are those rights that are granted to us not by the government not by the constitution but by God the, that's the whole point these rights were given to us by God and we have a right to freedom of religion right of freedom of speech fight for those things and yes you can bring attention to them but if you're not exercising those rights anyway, who cares if they take it away, right? So uh, it's more people complaining, hey, they're going to take away our rights to preach Jesus to people. Okay, you know what? Probably. If you read the Bible, we know that that's coming, but they haven't. No one's stopping you, and you should do it, right? So maybe... In, in addition to the complaints, in addition to the to the fear, we would listen to what God said and said, don't be afraid and go out and exercise those rights that we still have and, and, and not worry about them and not worry about what they're going to do. Because in the end, as a believer, we know that God's in control and, and we're going to be okay. So uh, I just, again, people complain more about being banned and being censored. And for again for talking about Jesus, and, and I'm not saying they're not doing it. We know that big tech has an issue. We know that there are some um, uh, some issues that we've got to tackle. And again, my hope and prayer uh, is that uh, after the next week of, of silliness, that's going to happen with the media hyping and everything, and and everyone on Facebook and social media hyping everything. You know, Biden's ele- uh, inaugurated, and, and we move forward. And we hopefully, hopefully, I'm praying. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like really confident about it, but I am praying that we can start tackling these issues and start understanding that we can do these things. And how how are we going to handle big tech um, arbitrarily censoring people that they don't like and not other people they like? And they say, well, we're going to censor this guy because he has threats. Um, And even though they weren't real threats, but we have other accounts over here that are are doing real, real threats and they're still out. So hopefully we're going to come to a conclusion. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the conservative or liberal answer and how they're going to figure that out. I don't really care. God will figure it out. And I hope that we can work on that. Uh, but in the meantime, n- no one stopped anyone from doing anything they want to do. Go do it. And if you get banned from Twitter, go to another place and do it. And if you get banned from Facebook, go to another place and no, c- complain. They shouldn't ban people for talking about Jesus. They shouldn't ban people for having an opinion on the election. They shouldn't ban people because they said they weren't going to go to an inauguration. They. Sh- I- I'm with you, but keep doing it and complain. And, and, and I shouldn't say complain about it. Fight for that right. But again, no one's taking it away from you. You can do it on social media. And if you can't, you can do it in newspapers. And if you can't, you can do it in emails. And if you can't, you can do it in text messages. And if you can't, you could can do it out in the street. And if you can't, you could can wind up doing it in prison. If that's if that's where this is eventually going to end up, which is where some people think we're headed. Well, guess what? Paul did it in prison. He didn't care where he was. No matter where Paul was, he preached Jesus. So he did it in the churches he did it in the street, and then he did it in prison when he was arrested. He didn't care, and, and you still have that ability. So I think just, just something to think about as we move forward. Number one, when I start don't be a hypocrite, and, and we're all hypocrites. Uh, and I think admitting that is part of the, part of growth, admitting that you have hypocrisy. And again, if you're using fascist tactics to fight fascism, you're a fascist, right? If you were against riots before, but now you're for them, that's kind of hypo- you know, That that's hypocrisy in action. Be consistent and, and be be honest and, and, and realize that each side, they're not the demons and devils that they're made out to be. Even though supposed smart people with college degrees tell you they are and tell you that they should be reeducated and we should put them in reeducation camps and they shouldn't be allowed in society and we're never going to forgive people for voting for Trump or voting for Biden. Nope. You you need to really re-examine your heart, re-examine your soul, re-examine your ideology. Again, if you're saying you're anti this, but you're using those tactics to fight the other side, you're exactly what you don't want to become. Uh, And I think that's one thing to remember. Don't be a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. Try not to be a hypocrite. Try to be less hypocritical. Uh, And then again, the second thing, um, uh, you know, stop complaining about the things that you can't do and go do them right? Because right now we still have those freedoms. And the more people that are doing those things, the more people that are active in those things, the more likely people are to look and say, yeah, you know, we're not going to be able to ban, you know, People talking about Jesus—it's just not going to happen. There's, there's that First Amendment thing, and and we, you know, this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We have the Constitution, we have the Bill of Rights. I I know some people want to change it or attack it or, or you know, say it's a living, breathing thing that changes with the times, but it doesn't. Um, And the more people that are out there doing what they can instead of complaining about doing what they supposedly won't be able to do, I think we'll be better off. So, um, you know, just again, maybe a different perspective way looking at things. Um, You know, keep the faith, keep praying if you're a believer uh, again pray for the next few weeks um Uh, that there's peace, that there's calm, uh, that there's no stupidity, um, that, you know, that's it. I mean, that should be a prayer. Just, dear Lord, let there not be any stupidity, uh, which he looks down and says, how have you looked at mankind before? I mean, I know we're all, uh, we all fall short of the glory of God, but, um, you know, keep the faith, keep praying, um, don't be a hypocrite, and, um, uh, you know, maybe have some passion, and just do what you're, you know, if you think you can't do something, do it anyway. Uh, You know, go, do what you, you know, if they, if, if you think they're going to take away your right to talk about Jesus, go talk about him. right? You still have that ability to do it, right? Um, And, and and maybe we could stop, stop worrying about things that haven't happened yet. Again, not saying give up the fight, Um, but whatever you do, do it in love, do it in peace, do it with the knowledge that God is in control. He knows what he's doing. So I think I'll end there, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it and we'll see you next time.